News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Now, the Joint Committee on European Union Affairs will today be discussing the implications of the EU strategic autonomy might have for cooperation between member states on defence and security. It sounds like a bit of a mouthful, but basically what we're asking this morning is, has Ireland's position on neutrality started to change since the war in Ukraine? Uh, to discuss this, we're joined by Mark Price, co-chair of the Irish Anti-War Movement, founding member of the Irish Neutrality League, and Declan Parr, defence and security expert. Mark, do you first, do you think we have have changed is our perspective on or at least the government's perspective on neutrality changing uh, yes um, it, it has um, it is changing um, there has been a kind of a push going on for some time to try and uh, erode Irish neutrality and while the program for government in 2020 committed to the triple lock you know what I'm talking about which is that Ireland can't go to war without a UN uh, mandate um, Last uh, summer, Simon Coveney said that um, why should we be, he may, in some speech he said, why should we be constrained by this when we have the Russians on the Security Council? Um, and this and, is just a symptom of a general push, which has been going on for some time, uh, particularly since 2015, with the idea of integrating Ireland into EU battle groups. Okay. Um, which were a way of bypassing the All right. Declan, um, Power, Declan Power, how about that? Our neutrality is being eroded. Well, the first thing I would say to that is, what exactly do we mean by our neutrality? Because if we go by the Hague Convention and the Geneva Convention, this country has never um, adhered to a a completely neutral stance. Uh, I think Mark's point about changes uh, gradually coming uh, is true. Um, But uh, this country, the, the state's official definition of neutrality is that we're not in a defence pact that has a mutual defence clause, i.e. something like NATO. And to be quite honest, politically, I don't see that happening anytime soon in this country. There is no appetite for it uh, at either the, the top end of the political sphere or with people in general. However, there uh, to agree with them further, there is a shift that I can discern, not at the body politic, but with people in general, uh, a level of concern as to, okay, uh, we're not signing up for NATO anytime soon, but how exactly do we go about protecting our people, our interests, our territory uh, with regard to a, a myriad of crises uh, or aggressions, be they macro or micro? And yeah. what's happening at the moment, just to finish the point here, okay. that's important people understand, yeah, just quickly. is that there is a, a, an, uh, there are opportunities for mechanisms for cooperation that don't bind us into things. And that's what's been explored uh, and that's where we're, we're at. And we kind of need to be looking at that. It's a sort of like having your house left uh, without a, you know, um, fire defences. Uh, we don't have mechanisms in place so oh, that we right. can cooperate I, I Mark if back in. How about that, Mark? The, the house is left uh, defenseless. I mean, Sweden were very similar. Uh, they were all about neutrality until the war in Ukraine happened and they changed their tune pretty quickly. Well, first to say is that under the UN Charter, you know, under the self-defence clause, um, it's Article 51, um, every member is, enti- is perfectly entitled to do whatever it needs to defend themselves from a direct attack. Um, there's no question about Ireland not in somehow or other being constrained by its neutrality from defending itself. That, with respect, is not an argument because no one would say that. 
Neutrality is massively supported by Irish people. And that's because it goes, for several reasons, it goes right back to our founding, which was in opposition to an imperial war uh, and getting involved, taking sides in an imperial war. Um, um, and, but also because Ireland's neutrality has been used in many times in history, believe it or not, to usefully sue for peace. And it could be today. In, in so far as Frank Aiken in the 50s and Irish armies in the, in the Lebanon, the Congo and so forth in the 60s onwards used our okay. right. status as an honest broker. Let, let, Declan, to, come, let uh, Declan come back in. Declan, not, not sure. an argument uh, is, is what Mark Price is saying about what, what the point you were making. Mark I'd happily debates some of the historical uh, stances he's taken there in another day because I, I don't see them from that perspective at all. I think there's you could drive a coach and four through a lot of his arguments. But to come back to the key point in the present, just because the UN Charter says what it says doesn't actually confer any uh, defensive capacity on us. We don't have any defensive capacity. How about that, the Mark? How about that, Mark? We, we, don't, we don't have the defensive capacity. We can talk in uh, esoteric terms about what the UN Charter says, but the reality is that the, the, the House is unprotected. But Declan began by saying that Ireland's neutrality constrains us in some way from entering into pacts. The UN Charter will allow us to be neutral and to, into, uh, and to enter into a, de- a self-defence pact. This isn't about self-defence. Well, this on, is on, about getting involved in other people's wars. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, sorry, hold on. Can you clarify that, Mark? How can you be neutral? Yes, and totally. A defense if, pact? if we were attacked, a pact if Ireland's interests were attacked... Excuse me, sorry? Wait, wait, okay, hold on, sorry. I understand you now. So you're saying that the UN allows us to enter into a defence pact and so if I'm interpreting you properly, what you're also saying is that we should do nothing until we are attacked. Now, that's akin to getting a team of players together and not training them together until they take the pitch and all out. OK, let, let Mark, so let Mark respond to that. Uh, yes, I would, I would say that because um, uh, this idea that the, the, the idea that we preemptively, is what you're suggesting, join military alliances was exposed uh, in relation to the EU battle groups in I, Mali, I never said that, which actually. Were, okay, so please don't okay, sorry, but I'm, I'm just picking an, ex- I'm picking an example of the, the attempts that have been made so far by Irish political leaders to, in, to involve us in these international so-called defence groups, EU battle groups, which were revealed in Mali to be a cover for French interests, continuing French interests. There is no, other than the UN, there is no genuinely peacekeeping or defensive that's, force. That's, un, that's and incorrect. NATO is not a defensive force. And NATO is a cause of the current war, one of the causes. And this is why yeah, Ireland that's a participates in the current war. Okay, that's uh, a separate okay. debate. Declan, let, but let if Declan, we could come back Declan to a point, two points. Two quick points. One is the UN, no organization is perfect, whether you're talking about the UN or NATO. You might remember we were involved in the Congo uh, under UN auspices. We got involved in a shooting war in what was effectively uh, an invasion of a newly independent state of Katanga in the 1960s. Okay. We always look at that through rose-coloured spectacles. The UN got it wrong there. It led to Irish soldiers being killed. It led to a siege of troops at a place called Jadaval. We know the story there. We do. Now, the fact of the matter is that it is criminally irresponsible to expect the Irish state or Irish troops to have no means to protect themselves, whether at abroad or at home, without Mark. prior preparation. And what I've been saying is, 
opportunities to take part in mechanisms that do not bind us in, that do not put us into binding mutual okay. defence scenarios are sensible to explore. That's right. it in a nutshell. Mark, in very, very briefly, very brief final word from you. Um, my, I believe that we should be using our neutrality status to sue for peace and not just add to wars between great powers or other powers. Mark. The Congo was not, we were not taking okay. sides Mark in, Price. in an inter... Mark Price, yep. uh, Declan Parr, we will leave it there. 52106, let us know your take on this. Uh, 52106 at a cost of 30 cent or WhatsApp us 87 News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.